probably we, we should do a movie and then like dessert after instead of din- dinner before. Just give it our Yeah, time. I like the sound of that. And also I like um, talking about the movie after more than I like talking about what I'm expecting it to be and then you telling me I'm wrong. Yeah. <laughs> which, which comes up a lot. Yeah. Well, you're wrong a lot, you know? You're... <laughs> I don't know how I managed to pull that off, but I I do. A lifetime of white privilege. <laughs> Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. This is Season 2, uh, Episode 43. We are uh, a podcast that used to be about books and crying, and now is about me moving to Los Angeles um, this is a Lexit month, and uh, we are watching Beverly Hills Cop. I'm joined uh, as as usually, as mostly, by my good friend in Southeast Portland, Mr. Anthony Lopez. Excited to be here. I think this movie is going to be very similar to your experience down there. You know, with all that Detroit grit people are always saying you have. A lot of people, whenever and- I show up someplace, they say, like, you're more street smart than the people around here. Yeah, it's going to be such a... Uh, culture clash when you get down there my whole time in la i'm gonna be detective out of water just a classic (laughs) story um also joining us our la representative what neighborhood are you in is that too creepy to ask on air no of course not i'm in uh i'm in little armenia or as i call it gross felis oh gross felis is funny i'm in gross felis because We live in the part of Los Feliz that is sort of armpitted underneath Silver, where Silver Lake and Los Feliz meet. So we're starting to see some gentrification, but you still find the occasional human tongue in your neighborhood. So what? Yeah, there's a lot of cat food on the streets. There's a lot of abandoned furniture. Uh, Uh, You're going to be so close to me, though. We're going to. Yeah. One of these days, what you're going to see streets? Alex's tongue on the street. Yeah, it could be my tongue. Oh, uh, thank God. Alex saying my street is are, is too much. What's the beep it out? What's the yeah? Well, that's that's I. But now I don't. I don't actually remember. Um, oh. uh, you're gonna have to get more LA than that, baby. No kidding. Um, let me. Okay, I'm gonna go to my maps. This is not yeah. for anybody. But I'm gonna click on the thing that I said. Home question mark. It could, <laughs> it could generate some fun content from us. Though. Yeah, keep Google guessing. I like that. I definitely yeah. like. You don't want to let. You don't want Google to know this is his home definitively. I mean, you know? I the big street we're off of is Beverly. Okay. Um. So yeah, we are so like. I, don't know, I feel like we're like. I'm probably like a walk to your house. Mm-hmm. No. The yeah, I guess so. I am. Uh, I'm yeah. walking to if, your house. That's my plan. Please walk to my house. Um, anyway, so uh, you are the representative of, of Los Angeles, but you are on the east side, so it's nothing like Beverly Hills. No, but I have spent ample time on the west side, so I can speak a little bit the only to what goes on west of tongue, Fairfax. The only time you're going to see a disembodied human tongue in Beverly Hills is if it's like a hotel where the bed is made out of that because that's what you want. <laughs> Or like some right. really fancy uh, super health food restaurant that is trying something new. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, yeah um, this fine. is lab-grown human tongue. It's <laughs> oh, man. yeah. We <laughs> talked about this. I'm sure you have, Anthony. Is it still? If you did lab, okay. So I'm a vegetarian. So sometimes people like want to talk to me about lab-grown meat and whether that would affect me. Mm-hmm. How would we do lab-grown human meat? 
would that pretty, still count? Um, I guess. What? I mean, like, could, no. Would that, you would, <laughs> would no, it, still it count wouldn't. What is to be a cannibal? Yeah, as gross. I mean, this yeah. is kind of like the question, if you cloned yourself and then had sex with you, would it be gay or would it be um, just masturbating? Masturbating? You know? yeah, I am. yeah. Right. Um, kind of same God, I'd sort I'd love of... to fuck myself. Yeah. Just to see, so just to see what it's like on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, uh, I would love to know what my... Go, Phoebe, go. You're doing it. Oh, oh, I would love to know what my post-conversation sounds like to someone else. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I mean... Like, give myself notes. Is it, like, yeah, is it better or worse if I'm more excited to chat with myself than have sex with myself? I think either way, then you're masturbating. I, I think for that's... sure it would not be... I mean, like, I am not attracted to myself now. I don't know why I would be if I was over there. Um, well, I, I think it's more <laughs> of a, like... What else are you gonna do with a clone? You know what I mean? Like you're gonna you're gonna have sex with your own clone out of oh boredom. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that, and then <laughs> like love... he goes to work one day, I go to work the next day. That's it. There's the two things you can do with a clone. I mean, we're gonna be uh, right. very well matched at chess, or mm. literally any other game we play against each other. We're gonna play a lot of two person games. Sex. That are all close matches. Yeah. To me, sex is a competition. Yes, right. Exactly. We would tie so, sex every time. Yeah. <laughs> I, someone would have to win and then you'd have to put a little dot on them so they'd know who to kill so we're not yeah, so we're progressive enough that like the question like is it gay that's not important the question is is it fun and the answer yeah. i think would be no in my case maybe in your case it would be fun but i just know i deserve better so i'm not gonna wow. do it then, then what you can give what a, you, what somebody is what you're saying i i enjoy i would like the other person to be more skilled than i am able to provide i you know it's like it's like they always say like you get better at a sport if you play with people who are better than you it's like i i would like to fuck up mm. yeah i get that i can i can see that all right, so the, as you guys can tell from that introduction, we are talking about Beverly Hills Cop, the 1984. Obviously. Uh, Sorry. Uh, it sounds like a... It sounds like a fucking video game the entire time. I mean, I... I guess so. I mean, I don't want to... Yeah, okay, I don't want to spoil anything, but I want to save something for a compliment, so I'll have to find Axel's theme or whatever it's called mm. is so good. I love it. Yeah, I, I like I've it's the type of thing when you hear like a, a, a movie score like that, that's just clearly one instrument. You just I just imagine the composer like in the studio, just like rocking out by himself. Uh, and I like that image a lot. I think more scores should be done that way. Just <laughs> one guy just feeling it, you know, I, it, it, this, the song is called Axel F. And um, it is performed by Harold Faltmeyer, um, who is a German composer, which is not what I was expecting. It was an international number one hit in 1985. Um, it's been covered lots of times. Man. Yeah, yeah, in Beverly Hills Cop 2 and in Beverly Hills Cop 3. <laughs> I mean, this, this is <laughs> 3 on the Billboard Hot 100. Yeah. It's just, it's so incredible. The song I knew, end of... 
Really? Yeah, I knew it independent of this movie for yeah. a really long time. Yeah. I mean, but that's also the same thing probably of like um, uh, uh, bananas and tailpipes is a thing people I feel like know independently yeah. of this movie. Because this movie has a lot of like super iconic things that yeah. kind of funnel down through culture like that, you know? I mean, I don't remember a time in my life where I did not know about Beverly Hills Cop. So I, I feel like... It's hard to tell which where they came from, but I've always known about bananas and tailpipes. Yeah. Longer than I've known about pajama, bananas and pajamas. I feel like the place you put a banana, it's like you got you got two choices. It's tailpipe, second choice, pajama. You know you can also eat them, too. I don't know if no, you know I'm that. I'm a fan of fruit. Anyway, so... Um, uh, wow. This is uh, directed by Martin Brest, who, of course, is most well-known for writing and directing and producing. Wait, what? Oh shit! You're right. Yes. Well, holy uh, shit! Oh, I, I forgot about that. I like to think of Moten Brest as filming one of the greatest moments in cinema history, and that is when Brad Pitt dies and meet Joe Which, Black. Car accident. And meet Joe yeah, Black. Uh, that's phenomenal. Yeah, he's no he's the guy who filmed that <laughs> sequence, which is also a we we stand a legend. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah absolutely. Uh, um, so he also uh, appeared in the movie as Beverly Palms Hotel checkout clerk. That was him. Oh, fun fact. Anyway, so we are watching Midnight. Midnight Run is my favorite movie. I feel like yeah. I should just say that. Yeah, it's yeah, very like good. Top five. Um, what's his name? The uh, the detective in this who's in Midnight Run has um, like, uh, but he has one of the best running gags throughout the movie, which he gets a uh, he gets knocked out constantly in Midnight Run. Which every time I watch it, I just think of like this guy got like twelve concussions over the course of this movie, yeah. and it's just like this really <laughs> dark running gag through it. Uh, I love it; it's very good. It's fun. I I mean, it was also that's another buddy cop movie, so that's the thing that he does. Um, so this is uh, we're watching this as I mentioned before because it's a Lexit month. We're talking about uh, my impending move to Los Angeles, days away. Um, we're in the single digits now uh, before I move to um, uh, the east side of Los Angeles, and so we're getting I'm getting the feel of it, learning the ropes using this uh, great. And we've been and I said it had to have L.A. in the title, um, which I did for exactly two episodes, and then I was like, yeah, Beverly Hills is a neighborhood. That's close enough. <laughs> um, so. Uh, I've already like blown the theme, but I just like this movie so much, and I was very excited to talk. I actually think I like Beverly Hills Cop 2 the most, and when I was watching this, I was like, oh, I remember mostly the sequels, um, but this is uh, this is also just like, this is, a, this is a, just a fun, fun-ass movie. Um, let's do, we've been doing character summaries recently, and I've been enjoying that, so we're going to take turns, each just like kind of describing one character and what their deal is in this movie. Oh, fun. Um, so I'll start out with Axel. Uh, Axel Foley um, is, uh, apparently this was like his big breakout for Eddie Murphy, but as a... I thought I was Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was still, he he was still in... Undiscovered. Breakout of, yeah. Um, this was his mini breakout, and then he was like, "Oh, it turns out I'm just in a larger thing to break out of." And then Shrek, kaboom! But his career is like an onion, you know. Ha! <laughs> so Love uh, a- Axel is a uh, he's a Detroit cop, and uh, I think like uh, the one of the summaries I saw described him as street smart, but all we see him do is blow it. Like we don't see him do a single smart 
awesome thing in it. Really? In the first part, in him being in Detroit. Oh, oh. well, that's just because, I mean, those two fucking street cops come and fuck up his whole thing. He had that situation under under total control. Yeah, how dare they? That's how it works, man. Uh, yeah, so we like we <laughs> the, the opening of this movie is that he is doing um, a um, a deal with some guys over some uh, uh, cigarettes. He's selling unlicensed cigarettes and uh, um, gets caught by some cops. Then it turns out he's a cop. But in the intervening time, there is a like shockingly long and uh, like a lot of damage, a lot of costly damage we got to watch of a double semi truck driving through Detroit running into everything. Set I was think I was like during that sequence as well. I because it's like you know it's the start of the movie and it's just like interesting to see how how different movies are now and day nowadays to then like they it's this big action set piece play scored by like a generic pop song which you would never yeah. see today in an action scene. Yeah. Uh like it's just a very yeah, 80s would. thing and I love that. I do too. I miss it. I didn't yeah. even realize I missed it, but now I do. Yeah. So he he um causes all this damage. He's on the verge of being fired, but then um his good friend shows up and then immediately gets murdered and so he decides to go to Beverly Hills to investigate. And then we've just got a just got a little um uh, fish out of water. I guess I, I guess we have Beverly Hillbillies the cop. Um, we just have a guy from from not Beverly Hills trying to fit in and do cop business, and then he does a real great job. He's very street smart. Yeah. Later, he knows what coffee grounds mean. Um, they yeah. mean cocaine. He knows what wearing a long <laughs> coat in a strip club means. Yeah, yeah. It's not that he's jerking off under the table. That guy no. is definitely going to do some shooting. No, Alex, you wear sweatpants to a strip club if you want to do that. Jesus, <laughs> good point. I'm, I'm not Alex, you have a lot to learn before you move here. <laughs> I am. That's like you need to know that to get into the city. I've been doing it under a coat. Wow, you are gonna have a hard time here. You know what some people might say about me? Not much of a gentleman. I I've been saying it for years. I'm glad people are saying it because it means they're finally getting my letters. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let him in your gentleman's club, for he is disgusting and not much of a gentleman. (laughs) Um, So that's uh, that's Axel Foley. Uh, Anthony, who do you want us to meet? Uh, we got Detective Best and Judge Reinhold's character. Judge, uh, <laughs> all, all rise for Judge uh, Reinhold. Um, they are two squeaky clean Beverly Hills detectives who yeah. do not respect this uh, fast talking guy who plays by his own rules. They do not like to lie because of this one thing we know about the police in Los Angeles. I mean, great shooters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing is like Beverly Hills is its own self-contained community. Yeah. Comparatively. So it's entirely possible that there's a certain level of the police force that's privatized, you know, oh, like they've got a whole new, they got a whole other vibe. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the, uh, like, um, when Axel's get, he gets arrested right after showing up and it's just like, this is a clean police car. And then yeah. like, what a nice police station. And yep. just, they, they I pass it. to dust in Beverly Hills, which I like. Yeah. You're going to Alex, if you're, uh, taking Santa Monica out to titular Santa Monica, mm-hmm. you're going to pass the Beverly Hills police station on your left side going West. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice looking cop. 
It really is. It's beautiful. Um, the uh, neighborhood that I am moving into or, uh, is um, home to the largest police corruption scandal in the history of the United States. Rampart? Yep. Yep. Welcome, welcome to LA. <laughs> so yeah. it's a waking nightmare here. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and and uh, Reinhold is the like, he's just got that man. Those eyes on Judge, he just looks popping. So, he's so, he's so innocent looking, but yet tall. Yeah. Like yeah, he's got a real deer in the headlights yeah. born yesterday. He's kind got of vibe. Yeah. he's got resting puberty face. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Like, uh, like he's he's the uh, he's the fish who's in his water, yeah. and yet he always looks like, how did I get here? A hundred percent. What a great way of putting it. You know, I uh, I was watching this, and I was thinking, why don't why don't we see Judge Reinhold and stuff anymore? So I did some research oh, about this and story uh, a little bit, but not in the way you're thinking. So Judge Reinhold after this movie has is he a huge career. He blows up. Right. Uh, and he, he's in like hit after hit after hit after mm-hmm. this movie. Uh, you know, he was like a little role in Gremlins before this, but he was, you know, keeps going, rising up to fame. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa is a giant bomb. And because that movie was a huge disaster and he had apparently developed a reputation for being incredibly hard to work with, uh, like he was a giant prick on sets for years and like so would no, fight with directors. So this wasn't a lie. Yes. He really was a uh, prima donna. Okay. Yeah. So he was a giant like prima donna. And I, the idea of this goofy ass motherfucker, oh like not God. coming out of his trailer. Unbelievable. Because things aren't what he wants is hilarious. Do you have examples of how he was a shithead? I didn't see any because this was all from an interview I found with from him when he was talking about like, yeah, I kind of had a wake up call and realized no one wanted to Got work it. with me because I was so awful. And, and, so and then he's Santa Fe. Yeah. And he just does like small roles. And Arrested like, development. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was in both the Santa Claus movies. Oh, uh, of course. But yeah, he uh, we're familiar. There's something about him being difficult to work with that is such a funny Very image funny. in my head oh man that's great he the, the one of the other things i saw was um the did either of you guys watch the very short-lived clerks animated series uh no yeah but i know they had square fingers it. that i don't remember but uh <laughs> i believe you but yeah they, they there was a oh man I, I i probably wouldn't still like it but at the time i like I found it on a uh, at a record store. I found the DVD of it because it, it it aired for like two episodes, and they and they the the network blew it so bad. They were like they hated it. Like the the test audience hated the pilot after they'd already made this the six episodes, and so they were like, uh, "What's the best of the six? It's the third one where or the second episode where they just reminisce about stuff that happened in the first episode. They do like a, <laughs> um, a like elevator episode. What are those called? Uh, lock bottle room. episode." Yeah, so they do. They did one of those in the second episode, just reminiscing about stuff that happened last week. That's very funny. Yeah. Very funny, but it does not make sense as the pilot of the show, and that's what they aired right after the Super Bowl, and then no one watched it, and they showed one more. They like episode five, and then canceled it. Like it was crazy. Um, but the best part of it was that anytime somebody got in any legal trouble, uh, Judge Reinhold played the judge, Judge Judge Reinhold, 
and uh, he was a delight in it. And his thing was to go put a banana in a tailpipe uh, uh, between court hearings. Um, and it was just, it's just a what a great little thing. And I love him for that. So he's always like, got a great place in my heart, um, whether or not he's hard to work with. Um, yeah. And I just, <laughs> that's why he's not around anymore. But yeah. he, him and his partner are straight cops. They don't like Eddie Murphy. Then they like him because they stop some criminals from robbing a strip club. You know, that very common crime that happens that all the time. I was time. wondering what they were doing there. They were, they were uh, robbing the joint? What what did you what did you think they were just gonna massacre everyone no, so, in it? Yeah, so I, I thought they were probably <laughs> like, hitmen after Axel Foley, but they were not. No, they were just random criminals there to rob strip clubs. You know, because well, when you, you want to steal something, I'll tell you what I really thought. I thought they were gonna jerk off onto that coat. Yeah, <laughs> we were all hoping that. Yeah. I bet uh, that's what they were there for. I bet they were taking time out of their busy schedule to just go whack it in public real quick before they get back to carrying shotguns around. Mm-hmm. And then job. here comes Eddie Murphy, just raring to go, gets in their face, and he's like, ugh, now I got to wait to jerk off. And then yeah. you see the rest of the scene play out. Um, I should also add that uh, Judge Reinhold also played Judge Judge Reinhold in Arrested Development. So yeah. this is a this is a popular joke. Well, you know, universe. You guys it's, know that, right? Yeah. My name is Judge. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. <laughs> I have forgotten about that bit. All right. Um, uh, but so yeah, they're straight shooters, yeah. and then Eddie Murphy teaches them to lie and gets them to murder a bunch of people. It basically which... the yeah, this is sort of like um, Pleasantville. It's like he taught him to jerk off, and now like the whole yeah. city's on fire, and the basketball team can't shoot. He like ruins Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's great. Someone had to. Everyone's always trying to ruin Beverly Hills. Those hillbillies. Yeah. This guy. Yeah. That Chihuahua. I just thought it was coming out of my mouth as you said it. Weezer. <laughs> Mr. Weezer. Guys, we gotta watch Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> I'm not I'm not familiar with Beverly Hills Chihuahua, but I Oh man, you gotta see it. It is yeah. a wreck. Uh if I was moving to Beverly Hills, then I would just watch Beverly Hills things, but Oh, this does look bad. Walt Disney's Beverly oh, Hills Chihuahua. The two. Have you seen Roman. Slums of? You've seen Slums of Beverly Hills, though, right? Nope. Whoa. Okay. Quick PSA from Phoebe Bottoms. Watch that now. What you want to see an that? Alan Arkin movie? Uh, I, it is so. Yeah. It is so good. Slums of Beverly Hills. It's fantastic. Like, yeah, it's a really, really, really great movie. I forgot. Who the girl is in it? Let me check real quick. It's worth uh, it's worth checking out the details on this. Um, so this is a uh, yeah. So anyway, so we could have done just a whole month of Beverly Hills movies and then just listen to the Weezer song at the end, but we have not because we are yeah. um, focused on L.A. Um, Phoebe, when you finish looking that up, I'm going to have you talk us through another character. Um, he's got the big couple. So give us a, a third character oh, or fourth character. Do you want to hear about? That's who it is. The the leading girl is um, uh, what's her name from uh, Russia? What is it? Russian doll? Russian doll. Russian oh, doll? Natasha Leon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She's, She's awesome. incredible. It's her, Marissa Tomei, Alan Arkin. Uh, That's a killer cast, dude. Yeah, it's such good. a good movie. Carl Reiner. Everyone oh. sleeps on it, but you got to get in there. I'll have to check that out. It's like a yeah. teen c- comedy. She's a kid in this. Uh, 
Yeah, she is. It's not a teen. It's about her dad and her and her brother. They like live in motels in Beverly Hills and sort of slum around. It's really good. Please watch it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'd like to talk about. I'd like to talk about Bronson Pinchot's cameo. All right. It is a delight. Didn't he come back for both sequels as well? Like he was such a fan hit in this that that character shows up in. Is two and three, right? So tell I us who he is first, um, for people who don't remember the film or haven't seen it. Give us a, an idea. Yeah, he does appear in the other two movies, though. He is a some kind of Scandinavian gallery assistant. I mean, the uh, accent is bananas. Uh, it's also, sorry, so they, funny. He appear in two. He appears again in three. Anyway, oh, okay. fantastic! Uh, no, he just like kills it. And one of the fun things to watch is that. He seems like he's making his own choices and like <laughs> fucking around during the takes. He matches Eddie Murphy's energy at the end of something he's mm. saying twice. And it's so funny mm-hmm. uh, just from a technical standpoint as a bit of a board treader myself. I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed his performance. I love and he's just a little accent, cutie. The weird way he chose to pronounce things was so out there. Yeah. Um, and, then- and it didn't seem sticky it felt like it could be sticky but then so one of the things he does is when uh eddie murphy first is like you know being fish out of water in beverly hills and he goes in this gallery and the assistant like asks him he wants a, a cup of wine or a um espresso with a twist of lime and then later when they come th- when they are back in there uh eddie murphy says uh, for the other cop he's like get him an espresso and instead of I mean, like he treats him meanly and sergey just goes with a twist of lime yeah. it's great it's yeah. just so and then he accepts to it yeah. it's such yeah he makes fun choices I well he he's also like the only character who doesn't immediately judge eddie murphy is not supposed to be That's in there yeah. like he's this he comes into his own it's gallery. a bit of a pretty woman situation yeah. and he, he's just like this uh like oh you you're here, so you must enjoy Earth. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Yeah. So He gives him the benefit of the doubt. That's such a good point. What he does is he yes-ands him yep, throughout that yeah. entire scene. <laughs> good for him. It's really, it's a lot of fun. So anyway, I liked that a lot. If you want me to do like a, a more prominent character, um, John Ashton. I just love him so much. Okay. That's all I have to say okay. on it. Um, well, he's yeah, he's the he's the partner. He's the one in Midnight Run, also. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Judge's yeah. partner. You know, he's just a stick. He's a bit of a stick in the mud. He has a whole hero's journey throughout the course of this movie. He starts mm. out real straight-laced rule follower, a bit of a, a hard-on, and then slowly reforms his ways to be kind of a cool dude. Yeah. Mm. Uh yeah. Yeah. I I want to if while we're on the cops, I want to talk about. I don't know if either of you have this, but um, every time I see this movie, which is I think this I haven't watched this in a few years, but I had the same exact thought uh, watching it then as I did this time. Uh, Ronnie Cox, who's their lieutenant. Um, yeah. I cannot n- not s- see him and not think he's going to end up being the villain of the movie. Like he just one hundred percent, especially because he's the villain in RoboCop and uh, Total Recall. So yep. whenever I see him in anything, I'm especially like playing like a straight laced cop. 
I was immediately, even though I know the plot of this movie, the second he shows up, I'm like, he's going to be behind it all. Watch. <laughs> he's the mastermind like of this. I like the, just somebody who's just straight untrustworthy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, but he is a complete straight shooter, good cop in this, uh, movie, which I, I, uh, don't buy for a second. Cause he obviously <laughs> has nefarious things he does. It's a, it's a really fun choice. I yeah. absolutely agree with you on that. Cause Robocop is one of my favorite movies. Mm. I feel like we're really diving into a pit where I'm saying that a lot, yeah, but I man, I love the fucking eighties and nineties. Yeah. What do you want from me? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I think he has that hard eighties chili vibe mm. and they use that to their advantage. I think it was a bit of a lick over at this hand and we're going to hit you with this one, you know? Uh-huh. Um, so we should, uh, we should move along uh, from just the summary to our uh, f- a seasonal fall treat, the compliment spice latte. So um, we've already covered a few things that we really like, but one more thing that stuck out to you that you really enjoyed um, about Beverly Hills Cop. Well, you go uh, first, actually, Phoebe. Why don't you start us off? What's another favorite? Oh, boy. We're on the spice spot. Spice spot. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know what? I liked remembering that it was a Martin Breast movie because yeah. mm-hmm. I genuinely forgot. And uh, so watching it, knowing that made it a lot of fun. He, uh, uh, um, yeah, he did some good shit. Well, yeah, it's really also did. like uh, it's uh, there's something about like Jerry Bruckheimer, Don Simpson movies that I almost think of them more as their films than like the individual yeah. directors. Um, and there's like, uh, you know, Jerry Bruckheimer has gone on to do some pretty good stuff, but he really when him and Don were working together. They did a lot of great stuff till Don's heart exploded from cocaine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah. Alex, get used to that idea too, because that's mostly what happens here. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I just the coffee grounds seem too intense yeah. for me. No, and I Alex, I don't know. In the day, you guys. I thought, I thought that when I moved here too, and then yeah. it's the lifeblood of this town. Yeah, wow. yeah, Alex. I mean, I don't know if you know this. But you would love cocaine. <laughs> we we I talked mean, about yeah. it. You told me I should never do it. Yeah, Anthony, you should I never love do you it. so much. <laughs> you really, uh, you shouldn't do it, Alex, because I have never met anybody more in my life who, like, if we got Dude, Alex on cocaine, he would be unstoppable. Oh, he would love it. Yeah. That's what dare. That's what dare classes should be. They should. They should never take the stance that drugs are bad they should just be up front and be like look guys you're gonna fuck it these they rule you're gonna love them and that's, that's the, the reason that's you should abstain yeah. yeah yeah i uh we so just a reminder to the listeners so i'm um uh drug free since 83 so i have never done anything <laughs> and um i uh I was since talking, 83 how old are you uh i was born in 84 but it just sounds better with the rhyme Mm. I was conceived wow. in '83, so technically drug drug free since '83, I guess. Um, unless my mom was doing a lot of cocaine when I was in, in utero, I doubt it. Um, we can all hope. But I um, can we? I so uh, anyway, I've never done anything, and so uh, and I, and when people describe different drugs, I've thought sometimes it's a fun exercise to imagine what I would actually be good at and what would be bad for me, and. Uh, I I feel like cocaine is the one that may because I would you know I like the idea of getting more work done. Um. Well, that's just Adderall. Cocaine yeah. is so. So, so I, I, I thought I wanted to. I thought Adderall would be the thing that would be perfect for me. And then I was talking to a friend of the show, uh, Hunter, 
um, who was on a few weeks ago, and he talked about he's he he had a great story. He did Adderall once in college to like get a paper done, and what he did was um, he took it in the morning. He's like, I got a paper to write today, and then at five o'clock, a friend of his came over, and he had he was like he just listened to the same song all day. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes the eye of Sauron that is Adderall focuses on the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like his just... friend knocked on the door and all he said when he opened the door was, I wish every day was like today. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I, so that well, made me feel like maybe that would actually not well, be super helpful. Adderall, Adderall is basically just Flintstone vitamin meth. Yeah. That's so, Al- all it is. Alex, imagine the, the positives of what you imagine Adderall to be plus feeling invincible. Well, and if if you combine those two, I think the act of doing cocaine is more fun than actually doing cocaine. I hate cocaine, but the physical, like, no, I've done cocaine off of a butcher's knife before, and it's a story I'll tell my grandchildren. (laughs) It's like the coolest, the coolest I've ever been. I do not like that. There's that. That's not how. Alex, let me tell you. Can I tell you something? Yes. I was d- drug three since 89 when I moved to LA. No. I thought, yeah, no, for real. I was like, drugs are horrible. I, I didn't even smoke weed. Yeah. I did nothing. I was freaked out I mean, I've never had by a, I've so never had much. I've an alcoholic beverage. So like, I, I'm. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what, though? I barely had at that point either. Right. I, I, yeah. Anyway, the yeah. point of your story is that LA ruined you. Yeah. No, yeah. Ruined the, me. But here, it's effective. Yeah, and Alex, I want to say you—you're not the type of person who would like if you were hanging out with someone, you wouldn't leave the room if you thought like there might be something I can get out of this, or like this person could help my career, and that's how it starts. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I guess, or it's a uh, you know, or it's just a lonely yeah. Christmas. Yeah, what uh, the the I've not I want I want to tell a cocaine story since we're doing please that do now. please uh, I'm not, it's gonna make me feel like less of a trash yeah. bag if you no, also join it I'm not I'm not a big cocaine user I've used it less than like four times in my entire life but my favorite memory okay, of just it just really quick just to, to pause there for one second that means three right like no one says less than four if they mean two. no I don't well I mean it could be six I don't know I sometime That's around less there. than four. Yeah. It's I'm being I'm somewhere around there is what I'm saying. All right. I do a lot of other drugs, too. So my memory gets fuzzy about these sort of things. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, one of the best uh, experiences of my life in, the, in this may have been the cocaine speaking. Yes. Uh, but uh, seeing snakes on the plane with some friends doing key bumps in the back row the entire time. Uh, uh, amazing. Was, Tell me what that, that means. Uh, it means you're using a key. You put to coke on a key. key. Yeah. Oh. It's very, yeah, I, I, pretty simple. It's titular. Something yeah. interesting or cooler. Okay. No, no. I'm, you're doing cocaine in a theater. What cooler do you need, Alex? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? I don't about? know. Okay. But, All right. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I got coked out of my mind, watched snakes on a plane, and it was awesome. It was a good. And how was like yeah. um, three hours after that? Oh, it was great. We fucking we got up to some fun times. I was staying with some friends. I think I was like sixteen. It was uh, nuts. Huh. Wait, this was <laughs> here's 16? the thing. I don't know when did Space awesome. on a Plane come out? Something. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Doing cocaine is great. Waking up after having done cocaine is the worst thing you'll ever experience in your life. Yeah. But oh, you, you know that ahead of time. So if you're like, okay, I got a whole night this night, 
you just plan for that. You're like, yeah. all right, then I got Sunday sads. I'm going to get some Chinese food. I'm going to go watch a trash movie that I'll fall asleep during and watch Frasier and eat a sandwich and go to sleep. And the secret is, it, baby, it's great. It never gets bad if you never stop. I think there that's what a lot of people <laughs> do. You know? okay, this is too it's- much. There, um, I just would like to apologize to all of the children or my mom listening to this. Um, I'm not convinced, but uh, I guess that was Phoebe's compliment for Beverly Hills Cop. So I guess now I sound like a degenerate piece of shit. No, and I, you, uh, yours was off a knife. Anthony's was off keys when he was like 10. And so I, well, it came out in 2006, uh, 2006. So, so I was 19. Okay. Uh, right. So not at that bad. Yeah. That's not as bad as 16 for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess my, we, we did too many compliments in the buildup. So I wanted to just be, cause man, I just love that song. Um, I yeah. love Axel's theme. I just love I love him having a song, and they played it a lot. Uh-huh. It, it happened a lot in this show, uh, and I enjoy in this movie, and I enjoyed that a lot. Um, if I had one uh, super minor thing, oh, I don't know. Um, I wish I, I, I wish I hadn't burned my two things of Judge Reinhold and that song. I mean, also, I will say just overall, like, I enjoyed Eddie Murphy in this movie, which I don't know that I always do. And certainly his 80s stand-up I don't want to defend, but um, he's very fun in this movie without being over the top. It was like... Uh, um, What did you think of the meta moment of the two guys wearing his raw and delirious... I didn't leather see jumpsuits. But, but, oh, that's what those were. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he I laughs get it. at them. Uh, yeah. He, like, smiles at it. Yeah. Uh, it's a weird little uh, East, like Easter egg or joke. I don't know what. I mean, but it's one of those things that it was that must have fucking killed in a theater in 1984 right, or whatever. Like, oh, that looks ridiculous. But then yeah. you in your head picture him doing stand up in that jumpsuit. I see. Yeah. So uh, that that was just a, a I don't. How did we get on? It's that? a little it's a little bit of inside baseball. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but again, in like 1984, when he was, you know, at the top of the world, that like, and everyone knew because those uh, wardrobe was so fucking iconic. Uh, that must have like destroyed in the theater. Now uh, it's just like a weird, like, I guess he's just laughing at how weird people in California. Yeah, that was the idea is they wear le- too much leather, I guess. It's not Detroit style. Um, that's a good joke. Anthony, what's your favorite m- small moment or um, other uh, Colin Spice Latte. Um, I get a, This is a movie uh, that I think is something you see in a lot of uh, and best stuff. But this movie's cast is stacked with heavy hitters. I mean, even like in small roles, like we talked about a lot of the great performances, but like Paul Reiser in the first scene is really great. I always love seeing him pop yeah. up and stuff. Um, uh, so I love that. I love the cast in general. I think the villain's really good. And I love... Um, that this movie has one of those great uh, did you know like trivia facts that uh, Zach is played by Jonathan Banks who is Mike on Breaking Bad and looks so different nowadays it's one of those fun to like tell oh, people shit, like that's right yeah, yeah to tell people like hey that's Mike and be like what that or be like you know Mike was the the heavy from uh, Beverly Hills Cop and people are like no way it's just that's- one of those like Little yeah, yeah, fun yeah. trivia things, you know? He's in another movie where that happens mm-hmm. to me, too, for the first time, where I was like, oh, he's a person who exists outside of Albuquerque. Yeah, exactly. Well, and he, he's talk about an actor who like really grew into his face. Like, yeah, in this no movie, kidding. he looks just, he looks like a heavy henchman, but 
the face he has as he got older and how just like cinematic and like beautiful his face is. That voice too, yeah. dude. Yeah, he's just like grew into being like an incredibly castable uh, person. And use here's the thing is like finding a good use for a character mm-hmm. actor like that too is so incredible. Like yeah. him and Breaking Bad, they found just the right chemistry for him to thrive in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some better call Saul. He is very good at better call Saul. I like him a lot Lately. in that. Yeah. Um, so the main thing that we have to do now um, to talk about is uh, should should I um, d- d- am I fucking up by going to L.A.? I guess that's what we're looking at. How do we feel about how does this movie make L.A. feel? Obviously, I am much less excited about L.A. given how much cocaine I'm going to have to do off metal objects in my pocket. Um, uh, I think you or uh, in a fit, kitchen, or a, yeah, any yeah, metal things, cocaine. Um, I think that you have a very high chance of being thrown through a window. Uh, oh so yeah, I think this movie has like should put that fear in your mind. I mean, I like clean cops. You know, I never enjoy a dirty cop, so I well, feel like that. Maybe. Yeah, can't stress again one more time. Rampart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> training training day. Um, God, what else do we have? (laughs) Yeah, man, it's fucked here. (laughs) I it's constantly on fire. We're gonna fall. We don't have any water to put the fires out with. It's gonna fall into the ocean in like ten minutes. Okay, no, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Phoebe, Phoebe, no. Okay, you're cheating. You're using firsthand knowledge of LA. That's not what we're doing. We're using the movie <laughs> Beverly Hills Cop. I got it. I got it. Moved to LA. If it, it was up, to all that stuff things. is still true. Yeah, <laughs> within the universe of Beverly Hills Cop, just unrelated. The big one's still coming in that movie. Yeah, yeah but yeah. not important here. Well, it's in the back. You can see it in Judge Reinhold's performance. You know that fear of the big one. It's in his it's subtle, big, you know, wet eyes. Yeah. yeah. Um, I you know I. I it, have you, do you spend much time in Beverly Hills, uh, Phoebe? Is it nice? Is it fun? No, it sucks. That's what I sort of <laughs> thought driving in the piece of... I mean, it looks like nicely manicured lawns, but it doesn't seem like that cool. No, it's not cool at all. I don't think anyone's ever... You know, like, down quote, downtown Beverly Hills, like, off of, um, off of Santa Monica, is just a mall. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not... Yeah, it's not good or fun or interesting. I guess unless you have money, but even then there's not a lot to do. Yeah. I did have a lot of fun there actually a couple weeks ago. Um Joe DeRosa and I went to his friend's cheese shop for lunch and we were like, oh, we're gonna get like a sandwich or whatever. And then it turned into this incredibly intense like meal of curated fancy meats and cheeses and stuff. So that was a bit of a description was a bit of a intense. It was intense. You got an intense meats and cheeses. It wasn't a restaurant. It was just like a counter, like a very fancy cheese shop counter. And we were like, oh I guess we're just gonna have stuff over the table or over the, you know over the deli and then he's like come with me and he got us this fancy champagne and wine and brought us through the back of the restaurant through the freezer into a wine cellar 
room that had this giant, beautiful table. And it was just, it was so crazy. That's very Beverly Hills. And that's a lot of fun. So that sounds awesome. It was super cool. So I guess I am a liar and a cheat because that's the most fun I've ever had in my life. And it was in Beverly Hills. See, Beverly Hills seems like a lot of fun. If you a have friends like that or the type of person who can legitimately say, I don't look at price tags. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are the two categories in which Beverly Hills seems like you could have a lot of fun. Well, there. so now, see, okay, so before it was like mm, cocaine. I don't know if I like that. And now it's like intense amounts of cheese. And I'm into that. So, yeah, but, yeah, you, but have to, you have to do cocaine in order to get there. Uh, yeah. I mean, the guy who owns the cheese shop's not going to want to hang out with the square. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Well, they literally. The guy would be the one. Well, it happened. The whole thing got set up because he and Joe were in a, the same bachelor party in Vegas together. So yeah. it's like, look, man, cocaine is the end all be all of this town. I didn't want to do it. But Eric Garcetti, the mayor of Los Angeles, shows up on your fucking doorstep <laughs> within the first two weeks of moving here with a dime bag. <laughs> Not a dime bag. With a, what is it called? Look, you know, ball. Yeah, with an eight ball. Yeah. Okay, and um, just quick uh, for my education so that I know what to say when Eric gets here. What is an eight ball? It's, it's how a, you buy cocaine. It's a small amount of cocaine. It's, that's, a, that's what I'm asking. It's a small amount? That's like... Yeah. Well, I mean, for you, it would probably be a large amount. I wouldn't suggest doing it all at once. Yeah. Most for, people, there's so many stories, though, of people doing it for the first time and doing all of it. So, like someone will be like, oh, here's here, go into the bathroom and do this. And then they do an entire <laughs> night's worth of cocaine and come out and everyone's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> I, oh, wait, a night's worth? Okay, so that's not that much. No, it's... It can be. What? Okay, but what is the eightness of it? I think it's like an eighth of a gram. It's yeah. like it's just uh, a it's just a slang ball. term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bit of science. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Um. Well. Good. We we found something yeah. for you to well, like about cocaine. I like. I like the measurement, and then I like cheese shops. So now I'm I'm pretty excited about uh, L.A. Um. Final thoughts. <laughs> time to wrap. Um. On our question, does it hold up? Or if you've not seen it before, does it fuck? So, uh, Beverly Hills Cop, 1984, Anthony Lopez, does it hold up? Uh, yeah, I think this movie is still delightful. You know, it like any comedy made before 2009, it definitely has sort of problematic elements that if you're sensitive to those sort of things, like, yeah, I'm not going to like knock you for finding that to be a thing that sort of takes you out of it. Well, um, I guess we should say for for that um, for eighties movies we've seen, I feel like not the most problematic moments. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uh, like you know being uh, being gay played for comedic effect. Like Damon Wayne, Damon Wayne's cameo is like very. He just he just showed up. And is like, what if I just play this character uh, really effeminate? Yes. and that's the whole gag. Yes. Uh, but you know. If like I said, that's any movie made before two, any comedy made before two thousand and eight. Uh, but like I said, if you um, can sort of look past that or keep it as a product of its time in your mind, this is a delightful movie. Uh, it's very fun. I like the the amount of vulgarity in it. Like they just casually say fuck a lot, which we don't get yeah. enough in comedies these days. Yeah, just a movie that's not afraid to show its rating. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's good. The action set pieces definitely don't hold up super well. It's a lot of uh, people like, getting shot and then falling downstairs very dramatically uh, in a very 80s fashion. Yeah, but, but also, like, I like enjoy in a non-bloody way. It was like a... It was like a, like the the murder and the like the 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 inciting murder is just like bloodless in in a way that's like we're making a video game and don't want. But to have I to mean, show I I was shocked uh, by how um, how kind of like grim and realistic the execution is in the opening scene for like a fun comedy to yeah. see someone get pushed to the ground and then point blank shot execution style is like. An incredibly jarring thing to see in a comedy. About, before we start talking, I was reading about um, uh, a fun fact from the Wikipedia page, which is that um, uh, Foley for a while was going to be played by Sylvester Stallone, and <laughs> he rewrote oh, the script really? to make it into an insanely violent action movie. And he he described it as like the opening um, looked like the scene from Saving Private Ryan on the beaches of Normandy. <clears throat> <laughs> and then the finale was him driving a stolen Lamborghini playing chicken with an oncoming freight train, which was being driven by a bad guy. Um, and then the studio decided that Stallone's ideas were too expensive and they turned it into a comedy. Yeah. And how do you play chicken with a train? There's yeah. no way. I mean, they yeah, the train win that. it takes yeah. 30 miles to stop. You I feel that. like. Yeah. I feel like that script was he handed it in it was just a bunch of crap <laughs> pile and he's like here's the script it's like him in a lamborghini and it's like there's a line that says lamborghini on it and a train <laughs> it's like a child's dream i mean this is that's uh, amazing Stallone i would watch that two weeks before filming was to start so like and then they brought in eddie murphy two days later i mean this is a I mean, this is these are the man. Uh, uh, movies are just so impossible. No, nothing should be yeah. good. The fact that this is even okay is insane to me. It's movie is movies are lightning in a bottle. It's a yeah. weird and ephemeral uh, form that yeah. like you cannot predict what is good or bad, and so many things happen to chance. And that's yeah. great, man. Uh, yeah, that's insane. Um, uh, let's see, uh, Phoebe, what do you think? Does uh, Beverly Hills Cap, nineteen eighty four, starring uh, 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 you know, starring uh, there he is, uh, starring Eddie Murphy, does it fuck? Does it fuck? Oh, there you are. Sorry, it was a uh, pause for a sec. Yeah, uh, timing. I think it held up. It's a romp, you know. Uh, Wait, are you there? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think it holds up. I think that uh, it's the perfect movie to watch on a Tuesday afternoon while you're eating a salad (laughs) and sort of get lost in it several times. Several times uh, in the course of the movie, I kept feeling guilty that I was watching a movie in the middle of the day and then remembered I had to. And that was a lot of fun for me. You know, yeah, it feels it feels like a movie where you're like it's so popcorn and it's so goofy that you're not supposed to be watching it ever unless yeah. you're at a slumber party. Yeah, it's, it's a also, slumber party movie, and it'll it'll stay that way for eternity. The thing I kept taking away from it while I was watching it today, I haven't seen My Name Is Dolomite yet, which I hear is phenomenal, but um, 
some like Eddie Murphy when he is really trying is one of the most charismatic people to ever perform in general uh yeah. and like just how much energy he brings to every scene in this movie uh it's great i mean just him is just winking and giving someone the okay sign is like hilarious and like amazing like yeah. uh when he is really trying and is there it's he's a phenomenal once in a generation performer I yeah. am am surprised to learn that and I didn't or to remember that and I haven't seen you know I cuz I feel like we got kind of bogged down in clumps at one point um Dude though okay for as much as we want to hate on the clumps okay. and we do I watched some scenes from the clumps fairly recently <laughs> just out of curiosity man it got me a couple times no. yeah. also it's not a movie for us like that's part of it too I'm like this is this is not made for our experience or what yeah, and it, is comfortable for like what brings us, you know, deep familiar comfort. But yeah. man, there's a couple of things that were that like really, uh, I really enjoyed. Yeah. And Alex, if you're going to knock on a, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy movie, go with the safest one and say Pluto Nash. Pluto Mash isn't for anybody. It's no, just really bad. That isn't yeah. for a single fucking person. <laughs> uh, that doesn't make anyone fall asleep at night like a warm glass of milk. I have not or, seen Pluto or Mash. Nutty Professor. Yeah. Well, the Clumps is Nutty Professor too. So I I thought. Yeah, but it's not Nutty Professor. I, I you mean, know yeah, the Nutty Professor is so bad. I I feel like. I just think of him as having done a lot of crappy things, but in this, he's uh, so. The, I guess this will be my answer. Uh, it totally holds up for me. Not totally, obviously. There's like the little things from eighties uh, exceptions, but I've had more uh, things that bothered me more. Things that were like meaner, um, and uh, but overall, he's it's and it's him. It's that he is the right amount of charming because um, one of the things about this movie is that nothing ever like there is no comeuppance. Like no one ever actually. Like like he they kill all these people in this shootout and then the the their their uh, lieutenant is just like yeah it was fine it was by the book and then everyone believes him and it's fine and like uh um that that crazy thing at the beginning where like that that should cost you a career with that car chase like that is so bad he's fine turns out fine it was okay um. He just like does this. He's just bad. He does the wrong thing the whole movie, and it just always turns out fine. And he has that. He plays Teflon guy really beautifully, and just it's just it was fine. It's just fun. I I had a good time the whole time, and I could. I'm gonna I'm gonna be humming that theme uh, for the rest of the day, the rest of the week probably. Um, and yeah, it's. Yeah, this is the type of performance that I don't know if you have this, but I watch like young charismatic Eddie Murphy and stuff. I just get like super sad that he had the dropout of Ghostbusters because uh, like Eddie Murphy in Ghostbusters and the Winston role. Um, when we talk about taking a great movie and making it the greatest movie um, would have been something. I think yeah, that's one of those great like, oh, if Eddie Murphy had been able to film ghostbusters that movie would be even better um definitely we don't have time to start this now but i only watched ghostbusters the first time last year and i didn't like it yeah because you have bad taste we've discussed this before (laughs) no i just think you're cheating because you saw it as a kid and that affects you 
No, I think that you watched Ghostbusters on a monitor 10 feet away while barely paying attention to anything. It was not the effect. It was not the visual of of Ghostbusters that, that ruined it for me. No, because a lot of adults liked Ghostbusters when it came out too. Ghostbusters is a damn near perfect movie, but yeah, this I'll give me for another not time. Great, um, but I have not. I don't want to get involved in that's this. That's what I'm saying. We don't have time to have time to start this. I here's what you have to know, Anthony. Here's the most important thing about this and all discussions we have on the show is that I try to like the things. Like when I watch it, I'm like so in, I'm so ready to enjoy it. And and I, so I just want to be clear that the movie let me down. I didn't let the movie down. I was there for it. That seems like you're shirking responsibility. Yeah, I I really like agree with that. A lot. <laughs> that is it for our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back again next week. We have one more episode of um, a Legsit before I move, and then we'll take a, a week or so off, and then regroup. And I'll tell you, we'll 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 do more episodes from the other side. Can uh, we do Maholland Drive? Is that what we're doing? Do you want to talk about Maholland Drive next week? Oh uh, God, I, you! I would love to talk to you about Maholland Drive. Okay. Uh, yeah, just, this that, is how we decide things. This is coming yeah. up next week. Maholland Drive. Hell yeah. Uh, way to go, guys. Very much looking forward to that, I think. I don't know anything about Mulholland Drive. Um, yeah, keep great. it that way. Yeah, keep it. Don't go into it completely blind okay. and make sure you're actually watching it. Yeah. I will actually yeah. watch it. Um, it will be on a small screen. But here's what I will say. Uh, I am excited about it because we're back to having L.A. in the title. It's right there in yeah. the middle of Holland. So, all right. That's okay. the side of the last <laughs> It's um, between you and your God. <laughs> um, I uh, yeah, that's the coming up next week. Mulholland Drive, and then and then the move. Uh, thank you so much for joining us at Phoebe Bottoms on on the social media. Everything, yeah. Everything. Come on, stop on by Instagram, guys. Yeah. I don't touch my Twitter because it's dull. Um, yeah, definitely go to go check out the gram. See all the cool shit you're filming all the time, and the weird locations, and the yeah, outfits, and all the stuff you get to do. Most, mostly dogs. Real. Make sure. Instagram. Oh, yes. And Monkey, the best dog ever. She's not bad. Right, Monkey? Yeah. She's right here. Can't wait to yeah. meet you. Uh, Phoebe, make sure you tweet something soon because in December they are going to make a bunch of inactive accounts no longer exist on oh. the Twitter. Yeah, the, the free up names. Yeah. So if you want to keep your name on it, you should tweet something soon. You got uh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. Um,. Thanks for the heads up. That's great news because I have some accounts I want to get into. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, oh, great. Well, anyway, so good, good, good. Um, and uh, thanks for joining us as always, Anthony Lopez. Hey, this was a lot of fun. Um, Anthony, I'm going to give you the same advice you just gave Phoebe. Why don't you tweet something? Uh, I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, we'll see. Uh, but don't bother to follow him just in case. He's definitely... If he's doing it, it's just to stay active for Twitter. Mm. Um, We'll talk to everybody next week. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Don't do cocaine. Goodbye.